Welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. If you haven't heard of our next guest yet, just get ready. She'll be a household name very soon and not just because of her famous mother. Jamie Huss is an on-air media personality, a wellness influencer, a podcaster, soon-to-be-published author, and a happy wife and mom. She's the daughter of TV journalist Joan London, who spent a good part of her own career inspiring women to live healthier lives. And Jamie's very proud to be on the same path. Eddie Luisi and I thoroughly enjoyed interviewing Jamie for our Shock Your Media Potential virtual conference, without a doubt. But the information she shares about how to kill it in the media will make you grab your notepad and pen and hit repeat so as to not miss a thing. Listen to this short clip from our interview and then go to shockyourmediapotential.com to register for our free virtual seminar and hear her complete interview. Believe me, you don't want to miss this. You know, it's so funny. I was born to be a publicist. Like I loved doing PR. And when I started doing that job, it was just so natural to me. I'm a born journalist. That's what I started doing. I was interning and writing everywhere I possibly could. I'm a horseback rider. So I would start, I was contributing to all of the equestrian publications that there were for years. I mean, that was my whole youth And I kind of used that as the springboard to get into PR. I met my first boss, who was Peggy Siegel at um, the Hampton Classic and hustled my way into an internship when I was still at NYU. And I just loved every moment of being a publicist for almost two decades. And um, I didn't leave that job because I didn't like it. I didn't, I was never trying to be an Instagram influencer for a living, which is kind of how this all started. Um, We have a genuine love for health and wellness. We started sharing about what that looks like for our family, from our engagement on the treadmills at Barry's boot camp to having fit pregnancies and a fit marriage and a fit and just wellness as our North star. And I think that resonated with people for whatever reason, this Instagram took off and um, not just for whatever reason, it was, I think, a mix of authenticity and the fact that I had a business background. I had the institutional pedigree to understand how to monetize it and make it a business. So many times on panels, people ask me like, how can I be an influencer? I said, don't try to be an influencer. Like that's not If that's your end goal, you're really looking at it wrong. But what I do is I look at all of these things that I do as, you know, like holistically, I'm not just saying to a brand, like, can I, will you pay me to post about something? I say, how can I create content that's super valuable? Let me do a three-part cooking series and deconstruct like the ethos of your product and show people how they can have a better for you life using your product and then give you that content to repurpose. Like I literally wake up every day and I can't believe that I have 
a business and a professional career where I get paid to geek out on wellness stuff. Like that's just cool. <laughs> but more importantly, I think I always think back to my mom and I think like, what would Joni do? And my mom never endorsed a product that she hadn't used for less than like, you know, 90 days or six months. Like everything was so genuine. People can smell a fraud a mile away. And if you think they can't, you're not giving people enough credit. Yeah. But I'd also say what this all turned into in the last year for me is my wellness coaching program. So this is the first time I had a B2C business. I was mm -hmm. always just a media centric girl, a B2B girl. It's what I had always done. I did not think I wanted a B2C business. I was not really, I was like, I don't even know if I like people that much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of. Turns out, turns out. Um, I had had people in my DMs for years asking, do you do coaching? Do you do accountability coaching? And I always said, no, it's just not what I do. I can direct you to some good programs or people. And when I was writing my book, which right now is um, very exciting. I have a book that's about to get published, but I was writing my book with my business development team with their help and they, the proposal, and they said, you know, this method that you have based around accountability is really interesting people feel like they've known me and my family for years. They'll walk in and they'll see me at a restaurant, people I don't know. And they'll say, George, or they'll say Mason. That's my my husband and my son's name. Like they they know them because it's mm -hmm. just the world that we live in. So I had a really interesting portal into women and I listened and I heard what was going on. And so I adapted this program to meet their needs. And now I work with hundreds of women across the country and it's, it's changed me from just talking about brands and healthy brand affiliations on TV to talking about my own thing and saying, guys, mm -hmm. this is how we're going to change this epidemic of obesity. This is how we're going to change the shame women feel around this topic. But I think first and foremost, it's just the authenticity because that's what makes you likable. You know, this is also, I think, what people struggle with on social media is that people try to make themselves too perfect. And that's mm -hmm. annoying. It's not relatable. And I think what people liked about my mom is that they saw her just, you know, warts and all, like she was just growing up on TV in front of them, starting her family, going through troubles, her divorce, weight gain, weight loss. And she just shared it all live. And yeah. so that's what I've always aimed to be in influencer marketing. We call it aspirational attainable. It's like you want to show people how it can be done, but you also want to show them that like you don't do it perfectly all the time. Sure. Right. It's got to be like timely and relevant. So yeah. you got to attach your pitch to some sort of timely news data. Something that came out in the New York Times would be good. A really hot news study if you're a health expert like me, like me in, you know, the Journal of American Medicine or something that's new. That's a news hook, right? So you want to have a news hook. Yeah. You can't just have an idea or be like, I'm really good. How is that helpful for a show that's trying to produce around, you know, seasons and time pegs and news? Um, also, you know, so it's very important. I mean, I would say first and foremost that. Secondly, watch the show that you're pitching. There's mm -hmm. nothing more annoying to producers and bookers than getting a clearly blanket pitch. It's not, there's not, there's no sooner way to get your email deleted than to pitch something that's just not relevant. I mean, look, it, it doesn't have to be rocket science. I think people also overcomplicate it. 
And what you have to also understand is like, you might be making it too complicated, especially if we're talking about like morning TV, like oh, yeah. three and a half minutes, guys, three and a half minutes. Right. So, you <laughs> if know, you're you, if you're lucky, <laughs> so you, you have to like, you have to really understand the format. Yeah, I absolutely, I love it. And as an entrepreneur, I always say, if you don't have a boss, hire one, like hire a business coach, hire a life coach, right? But my coach always reminds me, like there's there's definitely a moment for the like, hey guys, like, you know, how you talk to like the royal, the royal we on Instagram and it's like so kind of, but when you're on TV, you need to learn how to break the fourth wall, mm. right? So talking, talking to you, I'm talking to you right now, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a much different connection than this other thing. So I think that's also a learned skill. And it also comes with being more comfortable. When I was first starting on television, I would be so nervous that I would bring this frenetic energy and I would just be trying to like, remember what I was going to say and not piss anyone off. And my mom would always say, low and slow. Now, if this interview sparked your interest, make sure to go to www.shockyourmediapotential.com today and register for our free virtual conference. You won't believe who else we will be talking to. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.